Hey everyone, Daniel here. Um, there is no easy way to say this, but while we were doing the live stream of the podcast last night, I forgot to press record on Audition and on the um, recorder for OBS. So this week's podcast is only the last hour of the podcast. And unfortunately, I also forgot to click um, save the archive during the stream. So there's no... There's no video of the full stream, unfortunately. So, it's a learning process, guys. Uh, I'm going to do better. I'll make sure I actually set everything up first before we go live. But, anyway, here's this week's podcast. Sorry again. Press start to play. This one's for the social rejects. For my nerds and my freaks and geeks. It's about time that we got some respect. It's about time that we got some respect. Once for the social rejects Where my nerds and my freaks and geeks at It's about time that we got some respect It's about time that we got some respect You have to handle with delicacy You can't, you can't just fat finger it You have to And that was actually, now that I'm looking back on it I regret putting orange on my list Because I feel like in the end They, they kind of accidentally Saturday morning cartoon Fat fingered the, mor- the, the moral of the story Like Depression's wrong. Suicide's bad. Like, no shit. (laughs) Like, no fucking shit. And then you have this show where it's focusing on, like, a few people. And it's a dude who lives on his own who spent... Who's, like, a middle school, like, shogi prodigy. Okay. And you just get to see, like, where his mind is. And, like, in the newest episodes, you get, like, this warm feeling because he meets someone that, like, he can talk to about certain things. Like, he can just... I don't know, like, because it's a middle school kid who's no. like into baseball mm-hmm. and like wants to be wants to go pro at it. And he asks him like, "Well, how did you make your decision?" And it's like, he lights up because he has someone he can talk to about this kind of thing. And it's really cool to see because it's like, when you see that kind of light up in somebody, it's really awesome to see mm-hmm. it, and especially when you know the the mindset, the set of that character, and the the animation style just drives it further home like when these people like the facial expressions in this show you just get like they have they're so impactful it's intense Mm -hmm. and this is what happens when you get me really entranced in this shit i just started like getting all i get like bricky fucking bobby like this can't i don't know what to do with my fucking hands (laughs) um mega mika um i'm i did watch the last episode of dragon ball super (laughs) man uh i'm so glad the uh black goku arc is done that's all i'm gonna say i heard that like vegeta was like like Vegito, no, yeah, they they Vegito shows up. They fuse. Yeah, it was like, um, like the way it ended. Like I'm, I, I kind of can't wait to see what they do with it next. And from what I saw in the episode titles, uh, it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be hopefully something fun to watch again because I got really annoyed with that that villain. The I okay in terms of like villain art uh, motivations, I can't stand the humans are bad. Let's destroy it. Because and make ourselves gods, because I'm justice. I can't stand that anymore. I yeah. Can't stand that arrogance. I can't do it anymore. Yeah, no. I'm sorry. I still can't get over the fact that the Cell Saga is probably still one of the best sagas. In the we world. we will fight people on that. Fuck the Frieza Saga. Like Frieza the... Saga was cool. Like don't get me wrong. Yeah. It's cool. But the only problem is the Frieza Saga has been ruined by Team Four Star. Yeah. I can't take it seriously. But and it's slowly ruining the Cell Saga. Like I have The best thing is I never watched. I haven't. Watch the um, Team Four Stars. Team Four Stars towards the cell, okay. but even like the ones I have watched, like they do sell properly. Like oh, he's yeah. still just an arrogant asshole. Yeah. So it's like that's just the greatest thing about Cell is that he was literally like the biggest asshole on the planet, and he was just like, "Yo, dude, I'm perfect. You're pathetic." So you want to talk about the last one we both watched on Sunday? Fuck yeah! Let's so we got together and we watched. Um, we watched Survivor Series. We watched WWE present. No, <laughs> WWE 2K6, 2K17 presents Survivor WWE Series. WWE Survivor Series. Versus, with Team Raw versus Team, Team Smackdown, Smackdown Live. Smackdown. Oh, man. I hate that name so much. I never, because I'm not, I don't actually, like, keep following wrestling. Mm-hmm. Like, this was something, like, you asked me. It's like, oh, yeah, you know what? Because I remember, like, when I was a huge fucking Mark, and I got, 
the few chances I got to go fucking watch pay-per-views at my friend's, like, sister's house. Yeah. It was so fucking cool. Yeah. It was, it was awesome. I missed that feeling, too. That's why I said, oh, let's, let's do something with this. It was really fucking cool to do, like, to have, like, these pay-per-view parties and shit. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. And the only problem was, like, I stopped following, like, the reason I stopped following wrestling for the longest time, like, it got to a point where it was just, the storylines weren't believable, like, the wrestlers were just, it was shit. Yeah. And the problem was, I watch it now, and it's still shit. Kind of. Like, Raw is ass. <laughs> like, I get, like, I get, I follow, like, the, the, the cage side. Yeah. Cage side. You, you follow the recaps. I follow recaps, and every time I look at it, it's just like, Wow, SmackDown sounds like a SmackDown feels like it's still the good, the actual good show. Cause like I grew up watching SmackDown because I was poor and only had basic cable. So you had UPN. So I had UPN with <laughs> SmackDown on Thursday nights from eight to ten, and I had to like I had to like turn my lights off and like turn the volume really. Low. I remember like being in middle school, turning the volume down on my TV really low so I could watch the the second half of SmackDown because that was a time when my my mom wanted me in bed by nine because mm-hmm. school and shit. So you want to like like recap each match? Or yeah, like... we can. Do, I um, cause I started watching it before you guys got here. I got to watch the um, I got to watch one of the pre-show matches. I think yeah. it was two of them. You saw the Luke Harper Kane match. I, I... Lo- I saw the Luke Harper Kane match, and I... man, my only problem with that match is like when you watch two big people fight, it's, that suspension of disbelief that you have to have going into wrestling really becomes apparent. Mm-hmm. Because it's just like, there's so many times where it's like, it looks so scripted because they move so slow. But as far as it goes, Luke Harper's, Kane still got it. That's amazing. Like 20 years, this motherfucker's been going. Mm-hmm. And he can still, you know, he can still do it with the best of them. He can't do that top rope clothesline anymore, but can you blame the guy? Can you blame the guy? I mean, there's... Fucking agile people who can't do shit right. That they're botching shit. So we start off with uh, Team Raw's women division and Team SmackDown Live's women division. I'm gonna keep on saying it instead of knowing the fuck out of you. I know, but goddamn, um, I hate it so much. So they go off from main eventing the last pay per view to yeah. being the, the current opening. Card. They're the opening card, which honestly is probably the best spot for them. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, they probably could have started the. I'll get to it later and explain my reasoning for it later. But um, like I watched this, and from what I've understood is that the Raw's women division is basically two people with everyone like, "Hey, can we get some screen time?" They're like, "No." They're like, "Yes." But how about a tile shot? No. No. Fuck you. Sasha and Charlotte. That's it. It's Sasha and Charlotte. Seventeen. God damn it. But the crowd's chanting Bailey. You can't. But everyone likes Bailey. They Nia, hijacked. They brought Nia Jack. Yeah, they, I remember seeing that. They like. I, like the Scottish people like fucking blew that shit up. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> like that's not offensive at all. The so, same people, but but and then like you have Nia Jax who's like the second coming of karma, and you're just like, holy shit! How is this girl not getting over? She can literally kill half of these people. <laughs> like it's insane. Um, the match is all right. So and then like I said, so the mat, the Raw team comes out. Charlotte, you know. Leads them down to the ring, being the the captain yeah. and the champion. Yeah. So then the team SmackDown comes out, and who's first out? Their champion, Sasha, be- uh, not Sasha, Becky. Be- Becky Lynch is the first out, one out. First. The champ is first. The champ is here, and the champ goes first. Um, which always brought up that question. I kept seeing on forums is like, why isn't the champion the captain? Because I guess the captain was uh, Nikki. Yeah. Nikki Bella, John Cena 2.0. <laughs> um, so all the other girls come out. Um, it's, what was it? it was Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch. Alexa Bliss. Carmella. Carmella. Uh, Naomi. Oh yeah, the really bright chick. Yeah. The loud girl. And and then it's supposed to be Nikki Bella leading the way. So then there's like this really awkward long pause. And I'm like, did she like forget that she was on? And I'm like, oh, I bet you. Like I see that there is a long pause. I'm like, I knew that there had been like this thing about Natalia being the coach, not on the team. So I was like, oh, I bet you anything she got like the shit kicked out of her backstage. Um, so that happened. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> so the, 
they had like this fucking hilarious moment of like, I guess I'll have to do it. And I'm like, yeah, go team Canada. Because fuck it. Because <laughs> we're in Canada. Because we're in Canada. We need to have a heart because we're in Canada. Match yourself. Match yourself. Eh. Meh. Let's meh. be honest. It was meh. Um, quick eliminations here and there. Like Alicia Fox eliminates. See, we don't even remember. Carmella. Yeah. She elim- eliminates Carmella fast. Uh-huh. Then Alexa... And then Alexa Bliss gets a fat, gets a surprise elimination. Mm. And then it comes... Naomi gets counted out. Naomi gets counted out because um, Nia Jax threw her into the fucking ring post and then threw her into the thing. Which begs the question, why didn't her teammates just roll her back into the ring? But it's because she would have ended up, like, we'll get to it later, but she would end up, like, Shane McMahon just lying on the ground for about 18 minutes. <laughs> We'll uh, get to that. And it all ends up with uh, Team Raw up, up on top with Char- Charlotte and Bailey. With Bailey getting the pin over um, Becky, Becky Lynch. Mm-hmm. Which I guess is fine. Whatever. And it all ends with Charlotte being the ever-loving shit out of Bailey For no reason other than it's my it's my moment. Mm-hmm. And I guess if, if that were the case, why not just have Charlotte get the pin... But scripting, but I guess from what I'm get from what I was reading, the rumors are that they're finally gonna move Sasha Banks off the title because everyone's fucking. T- I look at Sasha Banks and she looks like a like I don't like her. Really? I don't like her. Like her character annoys the shit oh. out of me. No, she's a huge weeb. She's a huge weeb, right? Like that's cool and like I saw her in a Crunchyroll thing yeah. on Facebook and I was like, that's cool, but I just don't like the character, like the whole boss thing. It's okay. like. It just feels like a heel can't. It feels like a heel thing. Like, like it's literally like watching. Because uh, I saw like Carmella, and I don't know who the fuck that is. Like that's the problem, honestly, because I'm so out of touch. Yeah. With, like a lot of these people, I don't know. I had to break down some of them for you. So. Yeah. So she kind of just had like that Carmella feeling. It's like this Jersey girl type shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Match number two, we have the Miz versus Sami Zayn. <laughs> and it's. From what I'm understanding, Sami Zayn just can't fucking catch a break. No, he cannot. But to be fair, let's be honest. When we, the fact that the U.S. title wasn't up for grabs on the thing, we all knew that The Miz was going to win it. Yeah. But! I love... There was a moment near the end of the match where... But! Was, like, he puts Miz in a... In the sharp... Sh- no, in, in the figure four. Yeah. No! It was a figure. It was a lock. It was Sami Zayn's lock. It was actually his lock. Oh, yeah. His personal submission hold. And we go, ring the bell, screw job, on Canada. So, Maurice rings the bell. He breaks the hold. The ref goes, lol, no, that's not the end of the match. And Maurice just rang the bell. Okay, cool. And then Miz gets him on a cheap school. Roll up, yeah. On a roll up and wins the match. Did anybody really think Zayn was going to win? No, I, like I said... When I when I when I asked you if the U.S. title was on the card, yeah, was up for line on the card, and you're like, no. And it's like, well, is there any other title on the line other than the card? And they're like, no. It's like, well, then obviously it's gonna fucking stay on SmackDown because they're not gonna let their secondary belt go to another show. <laughs> and I get it that you can't that you want to keep trying, you want to keep showing Sami Zayn getting the the tough the short end of the stick. And losing dirty. Like, he can't just get a clean loss. I get it. You're trying to rebuild Daniel Bryan. I get it. It's cool. And then he gets sacrificed to Braun Strowman on Raw the, the next The only night. one who does, but we'll get to that. Yeah, that was weird. But, um... My, my, the takeaway from this match is, can we ever just have a show in Canada that doesn't revolve around the screw job? Like, why is the screw job still... Like... I thought for the longest time people were trying to forget about the screw job. Like, WWE wanted to distance themselves from the thing that made Bret Hart, like, literally spit on the company for mm-hmm. 20 years. So, I don't know why. Like, they've done it, like, three times this year. Match number three. Uh, we have weird. The tag team Raw match. That was a good match. Because, um... I thought it was a good match to watch. Mm-hmm. Mostly because the New Day got out quickly. Because... From what I'm understanding, the New Day has definitely overstayed their fucking welcome. And literally, from what I also from what I understand, the only reason they're still the champions is because they're going to have them beat the Demolition Record, yep. which is a stupid reason. I think they earn it, so like whatever. They, like, they got themselves... But they should really, like, change it up. Like, what's weird is that from what I keep seeing is that they can't win clean. 
They don't win clean. They haven't won clean in a while. Let's just say that. It, it's just bizarre that you have a face team cheating. Or are they heels? They're, they're faces. It's, 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 it's kind of like when you saw John Cena like doing heelish shit. Like beating the fuck out of somebody. <laughs> like Rusev. Like I remember that one. Yeah. Like when he literally like choked Rusev out with like a cable cord. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus, fuck, dude. Like that's not what faces do. Uh, match number four. But Col- the match itself was really good, though. Yeah, it was. I will say that much. Like I like Enzo. Like Enzo and Cass. Enzo and Cass. I can see like where their appeal is. That's that's a cool team. And like a lot of the SmackDown teams are where it really was at. Like Heath Slater and Rhino is still really cool. American Alpha. American Alpha was really cool. Like I got to see that one move that was super like hyped to see, mm-hmm. like the rolling German suplex yeah. or something like that. It was super dope. Uh, match number four, five, I think. Four. Four. Sorry, Kalisto won by disqualifications against Brian Kendrick. I Brian really... Kendrick won by disqualification. Technically. No, no, no. Kalisto won because uh, Corbin attacked Kendrick first. So wouldn't that mean Brian Kendrick won? No. Because he got DQ'd. Oh wait, yeah, you're right. Oh yeah, they did. Okay, that's weird. Whatever. The point is, it won. It was a DQ finish. It was a DQ finish, and that means the title stays on the division stays on Raw. But it doesn't really matter because I guess from I saw on the program that the the, the cruiserweight division is gonna get their own show show as and, well they should because quite frankly I mentioned it before the show I was like so when is Raw gonna be a two hour show again because I think that might be when I go back to watching wrestling because I don't want to watch three hours of Raw because Raw's shit mm-hmm. Raw is you know how the, the old phrase was Raw is war Raw yeah. is ass. <laughs> Last uh, second to last match, we have the men's Team SmackDown Live versus Team Raw. And the stipulation from what they put up in the package was a Team Raw lost. They would they were playing like their jobs were on the line because, because they, they are. are. And, and then SmackDown's was is if you lose, the Undertaker is literally going to murder you. Even so though they I, never mentioned that in the package. They didn't. Like they didn't. I just knew about that because I knew about that because the internet exists. Like, I heard that it's like, yeah, SmackDown loses, The Undertaker is literally going to murder all of you. Mm-hmm. So, it's by far the match of the night. It was. It was the match So many great spots. Shane, we got really scared for the guy. Like, Shane nails the table shot, and he's knocked the fuck out. And this is what I was getting to earlier, like, with um, Naomi. Yeah. Like, when she got knocked the fuck out on the side. It's like, there's no point in rolling her in. They didn't count him. It's just going to get... He just, she would just get pinned anyways, but somehow Shane got out, lied there on the apron for like a good 10, 15 minutes, and got back in the match to do one more spot, and he when he came back in, he was beating the shit out he of him. He got like five minutes of offense on he two got, members of the Shield. It was pretty fucking cool to see, and then he goes up. He's like, oh shit. Coast to coast. Come. And then fucking Roman Reigns spears the shit out of him, and you see him hit that hit. And then they go for the counts. One, two, and then the rest stops counting. And he has this weird look on his face like, uh, his shoulder's up. Why is his shoulder up? And all I do is look at Shane's eyes like, that dude's dead. (laughs) (laughs) That guy doesn't know where the fuck he is. That guy can taste color right now. That guy is literally seeing glass right now. Why do you keep bringing his kids to these things? He keeps on watching them die. (laughs) (laughs) Literally, Shane, stop inviting your kids to these events. By the way, I want to give a shout out, like Classy Orton, like yeah, yeah, yeah. going to his family. Yeah. That was Shane's family. He went yeah, up. Yeah, that's what I, that's yeah. what I said. It was he went up to his wife and his son. He's like, yeah, your your dad's not dead. Yeah, he'll he'll be all right. <laughs> he's not. He's he's actually good. He's, Classy he, guy. Yeah. He's breathing. Mm-hmm. He had a break, like breaking cavefabe or something like that. Is actually really cool. Cause like, cause that would scare the shit out of me. Yeah. I'm like, that's like that moment where you're just like, is dad dead? Well, they couldn't kill. him. Well, Grandpa Vince couldn't kill him at WrestleMania, so we're just going to kill him now mm-hmm. at Survivor Series. I uh, guess what's cool. Mm-hmm. So, like, final thoughts on that one. Like, thank God SmackDown gets a win. Yeah, I was really... Like, that's literally what we were raging about for, like, the rest of the night, especially after Dean Ambrose came in for no fucking reason. Just to have that Shield reunion. Just to have the Shield reunion and beat the shit out of Ambrose. I was like, that was... But most importantly, not only does SmackDown get a win, Bray Wyatt. Bray is the winner of the match. And that's a good thing. As, a, as guys who like see a lot of potential in the guy. Like every time I saw Bray Wyatt, I was like, man, Bray Wyatt would be the kind of person that would get me back into wrestling because it's a really cool heel character. 
and it's over with the fans. But every time I see him, it's like, Barry, 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 mm-hmm. injured, Barry. <laughs> and now he's with Randy Orton. I'm just like waiting for the RKO to come, but... It never happened. It hasn't happened yet. And last match of the night. The one that they built this entire pay-per-view around. The Fantasy Warfare. The rematch Bill, of the century. Bill Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar. The 50-year-old versus the 40-year-old. The 49-year-old virgin versus the 39-year-old virgin. Jesus. I'm just kidding. That, those, both of those men could literally eat me alive in their sleep. Mm-hmm. And we thought, like... Me, we're all dreading the match. Like, oh god, it's gonna be a slugfest. It's gonna suck. It's gonna be a because we still had like a good half. Hour. It was like seven twenty when this match started. Mm-hmm. But we thought it was gonna go to eight. Like we thought it was gonna be yeah, it was gonna be a half hour match or something or whatever they were gonna do. And so Brock Lesnar comes out, and it's kind of a dead crowd. A little bit. And I was and I kind of guessed that because they're just burned out from the fucking. The match beforehand because it's just fucking insane, and I thought it was gonna be a long match because they bothered to put the, the the tables back together, like both the Spanish and the English announce table got put back up. Yep. So I was like, oh okay, they're putting them back up for another spot. Whatever, cool. Goldberg comes out. And then Goldberg comes out. They do the video game entrance. The security escorting him out. The fucking coolest fuck eating. Crowd is chanting. Goldberg. It felt like nineteen ninety six again. It was super cool. But I was like, alright, so let's let's get this match going. So Brock Lesnar picks him up and throws him into the corner. He's like, oh, here it comes. Suplex City type shit. <laughs> so then Brock Lesnar pushes him down. I'm like, oh, look at that. We're getting into middle school warfare. It's not lo- no longer fantasy warfare. It's middle school warfare. Yep. Cool shit. Cool Goldberg story. shows Lesnar. And then he's like, Brett Lesnar laughs. He's like, ha ha, good Cute one. old man thinks he can hang with me. And then he turns, he gets up, turns around, and walks right into a spear. I'm gets like, back up. And I'm like, oh, I think that was a spear. I, I kind of like looked away for a second. I'm like, oh, he just <laughs> I blinked. I blinked. He's like, oh, shit, he just speared him. So then he gets back up. He gets back on the corner. I'm like, oh, shit. That, that's, that how he, that's how he does the actual spear. Yeah. Then he actually spears the shit out of him. And I'm like, so Brock Lesnar's not going to get up and beat the shit out of him, right? Yeah. So then Goldberg picks him up. And we're thinking, like, he's no way he's going to be able to hit this. He lifts him up with the jackhammer. like, okay, here comes the counter. Boom! Jackhammer. I'm like, okay, what? he's going to kick out of that. What? They're going to no-sell the jackhammer. One, two, two three. three. One minute and A 20 minute and 29 seconds. Like, I looked at the thing, like, I want everyone to know. Brock Lesnar was in the ring at 7.20... Bill Goldberg was holding his kid up at 7.24. I just want the world to know that. At 7.24, Brock Lesnar was defeated and Goldberg was celebrating. And Heyman kind of just like, well, that was a fucking thing. And at first we didn't know what to think. At first I was angry as shit. All that build up for that? All that build up and all I get is two spears and a jackhammer. I'm like, that's kind of stupid. And then you realize people are talking about it. People were talking about it, and that's the Goldberg we wanted. Yeah. The Goldberg that can't wrestle and would just come out and squash people in a minute and a half. Okay. Don't ever have him fight Chris Jericho, is all I'm saying. Because <laughs> <laughs> he might come out in his Sin Cara mask and a Shinsuke Nakamura and kick him in the face. Yep. But overall, good show. It was a decent show. Decent show. We look forward to Royal Rumble because yeah. I, I don't have it in me to watch every single pay per view between that. Right, unless the card. Like I said, I might I might give you guys a I might watch TLC on my own if like the card looks pretty good. I might join you. We'll see. It'll depend, but I really don't want to. God damn it! Why is James Ellsworth? A, why is James Ellsworth getting such a huge fucking push, but Sami Zayn can't fucking get gets murdered on Raw? We don't. We may never know, man. That's not fair. So, I think we talked enough about our weeks. It's been nearly like an, an hour. hour. So, let's talk about some of the news. Oh, wait, just before I, I just totally did not just pull your guys' show into Justin Rojas' stream. Well, we got a viewer kind of up, up so hey. Um, first piece of anime news. Did you guys, did you check out the Ghost in the Shell trailer? Yes, I did. Yes. Wow, that looked like Ghost in the Shell. Kudos, guys. Um, well played. Some things I want to highlight, like, they keep on calling Scarlett Johansson the Major. Which is something you were really keen on. I do. They mentioned, like, we 
your past is kind of missing. Like, okay, so maybe this is not your original body. Right. Sure. Cool dude. Bata looks fucking scre- creepy. Yeah? Yeah, those eyes. You can never make those eyes look good. It's kind of what we expected. It's really hard to do that just because it's... But... It's, that's what it is. Overall, it looked like it had the tone, it had the style. It looked very faithful to the original anime movie. Yeah. Like, and I remember, like, because my only experience with Ghost in the Shell was watching, like, the trailer for it on fucking, like, old Toonami, yeah. where she did, like, the swan die that they showed in the... They, and they copied shot for shot. The, the naked swan die. Well, they obviously didn't do that part. Well, the naked swan die. Yeah. Because they did the robo body on Scarlett Johansson, too. Yeah. Because she was naked. Yeah. But, honestly, like, it got me, like, more interested in watching the movie. I'm looking forward to watching this movie. Like, even, like I said. I still have my issues on it, and that's never going to change. But I'll still watch the movie on its own merits. Right? And it's one of those things where it's, like, that's, yeah, basically what you said. I want to go see the movie. And and the cool thing is because I don't have the anime experience or the mango experience or anything about the show in general. I get to go into this movie completely fresh and he gets to sell me on something that I know nothing about. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a fun viewing experience. So game news. Talking about Overwatch. Man, Symmetra is going to get a huge change. Yeah, they're uh, changing the fuck out of her. So they already updated the PTR, but essentially the change to Symmetra is that, one, she'll be getting two ultimates. Yeah. Her original teleport ultimate and her new ultimate, which is a seal generator. Yeah. Her um, new shield uh, generator move is going to be a moving shield. Similar to like Reinhardt's. Similar to Reinhardt's. And it's all to make sure that that Symmetra doesn't stay a situational thing. Overly situational. Overly situational. Being situational is fine. Being overly situational is not. And kudos for Blizzard for listening to us. Yeah, it's one of those... It's really cool when a game developer listens to its audience in a way that isn't too pandering. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, cause no one want, no one likes the. It's, it kind of reminds me, like, it goes back to our like in self entitlement debates. Mm-hmm. As we as gamers, should we demand so much of game per, of game developers? How much is too much? How much isn't enough? Cause people will argue up and down about like Mass Effect Three as a counter example. It's like, oh, they change certain things, but they didn't change what we want. But as someone for me, it's like. Well, at the end of the day, it, it sucks because in the end, it's supposed to be our story. But it's also one of those things where it's like, it's actually their story kind of thing. It's it's a weird, it's where debates open up. So, mm-hmm. it's cool on Blizzard to know that middle ground. Uh, second piece of news, something I think I talked about, we didn't get talked about last week. Uh, Did you try to get a mini NES Classic? Uh, no, because um, I didn't really care about the NES. So the NES Classic dropped. It's that mini NES with 30 built-in games. It's the plug-and-play. The plug-and-play. And sold out within seconds. And within seconds, the first listing on eBay for roughly $300 showed up. And people were buying it. Question. Important question. How much is it selling for retail? 60 Ah. So Nintendo did not learn from their Amiibos. So... A lot of the issue here is that Nintendo understocked their supply. They amiibo it. They amiibo it, and they made this like really, un really didn't do anything but by saying like, "Hey, we promise we'll keep on stocking it for the holiday season." No, you won't. No, you won't. Okay, look, Nintendo. One unit a store a week is not keeping it in stock. Also, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Each Amiibo set came out and scalpers. So, there was another podcast I listened to where they talked about like why Nintendo does this. Well, here's a counter-argument to why they shouldn't do that. Let's say they overstock it. You know what happens? Mm -hmm. You get the Wii U. Right. I get that. But there There has to be a middle ground. there, There has to be a middle ground, and... If you're if you're a scalper and you sell the stuff market up for nearly to four hundred bucks, you are just coming to Earth. Go jump in the bus. Let me uh, let me uh, do some basic math here real fast. Uh, Sixty dollars, you said? Yeah. Six? Is it fifty nine ninety nine? Fifty nine ninety nine. And now it's going on eBay for like roughly. It can be go. I've seen as high as eight hundred dollars. And people have been buying it. Oh wait, no, that's not how you do it. 
and do it the other way, 800 divided by 133% markup. Yep. I feel like that math is wrong, too. You're probably wrong. But we're not a math po- we're not a math podcast. I'm not a math podcast. This is a game podcast, and I'm a psych major, not a math major. What's one plus one? I don't fucking know. Four. <laughs> Fish. Yes. Get it? Cause two. It two, makes two, me realize I might have to camp out for the switch because I actually do plan on getting out of launch. Right. Fine. Speaking of switch. Well, I sorry. My last bit yeah. on the whole uh, understocking it and comparing it to the Wii U thing is that the. The difference, I feel, just like a counter-argument to that counter-argument is that it wouldn't be like that. One, the price point is significantly lower. There's, mm-hmm. not, a mu- there's not much risk to overstocking on this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? No, yeah, it's, it's an, an NES. It's an NES yeah, it's, emulator. Yeah. That's it. It's all it is. It's not that hard to make. It's not like they're develop. It's not like they're going to. It's game- not a new system. They're not going to game developers like, hey, can you fucking make a new goddamn game for the NES? I'm like, no, no one's fucking doing that. I mean, basically every fucking. And it's really game. not that big of a thing. It's only thirty games. And you can't add more. You can't. I mean, literally, the Virtual Console was a fucking flop, but it had more games. It had more games, and they kept adding more games. It's just a toy that. Nintendo is unintentionally creating a high demand for it because people think, "Oh, it's rare. We gotta get. We gotta." It's, it's rare because they made. That means it's good, it's right? Rare. It's rare because it's. They wanted it to be rare. Let's be honest. I just. Uh, I don't know. Speaking of Nintendo, though, um, it looks like the Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild um, might not make it for the launch of the Switch. My butthole clenches on that. Why? Well, how so? Just because that's kind of what sent the Wii back at first, too, wasn't it? Is that was Twilight Princess a launch title? I, honestly, I thought it was delayed. No, I, Super Smash got delayed. Yeah. But as far because the big thing I saw because I watched a couple things about the the Switch trailer post the trailer coming out is. There's no other fucking games announced for this thing. Nope. I mean, we saw we saw snippets of the uh, new Mario game. Of new Mario game. We saw Skyrim, but Bethesda refuses to acknowledge that it is coming out for the Switch. Or that it'll be a launch title at the very least. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it begs the question... What's coming out with it? What's it going to release with? Is it going to be like when... Um, like when the PlayStation 4 first came out, or even when the 360 first came out. Oh. Both of those systems... Didn't have a great launch they, library. They had a really shitty launch title. Launch titles, to be completely honest with you. Luckily, I feel like, in my opinion, Xbox picked up the slack, the slack by getting out titles sooner than PlayStation 3 That's did. That's true. Like That's how Xbox 360 won that that generation. Like war. it took six months to get good games out, whereas PlayStation, you didn't get your first real big title until a year after it yeah. came out. The problem, and then with the Wii, the thing that the the the, the truth behind the Wii is that it, it sold. It got time. a market that they didn't expect it to get. It, yeah, it tapped into a, an untapped market, and it was cheap. That's yeah. what made the Wii look better than it ever really was, in my opinion. Not knocking the Wii, but it wasn't the greatest thing. It, it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Even to this day, nothing Nintendo. I will be the I'll be the bold one here and cost us viewers maybe. <laughs> in that, all three of you, four of you. Well, I'm one of them. <laughs> five. Yeah, well, it's more than I thought. <laughs> but um, like nothing. In, my biggest problem always with Nintendo is that yeah, they put out good games, but they never do anything to really justify this arrogance that I feel like they keep presenting to me as far as console games. Mm-hmm. As a handheld market they cornered it. They cornered it and strangled it the fuck out. They snuffed the fuck out of it. Like, <laughs> like the Vita like literally was like looking into the 3DS. The Vita mind. is a 10 times better system but it will never sell even. But it a- could never sell t- against the market that the 3DS has. Mm-hmm. Apparently it says uh, Mega Micah says probably crap like 3DS. And Matoko's like, congrats, boys. You made it big. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's like, it's intense. Like, I, I want, I want 
Nintendo to succeed. I don't want anybody to fail. No. Except like you especially know, Nintendo. Ex- except for like app. But for me, I I said it when the Wii U came out, and I said it when the new 3DS came out. I feel like Nintendo needs something that kicks it in the shins. Mm-hmm. It needs to get crippled at some point mm-hmm. because it can't just keep doing these boneheaded things and then expect no fucking fallback for it. In my opinion, and that's my all. That's and it's just. From my perspective, that I always feel like that's what Nintendo as a company keeps doing. Mm-hmm. And it might just be something I'm disillusioning, but I, like I said, I feel like there's an aura of arrogance that Nintendo possesses that is... I see where you come from. I it's really just... It's, in, it's a... I don't get it. Like, where do you get, where do you get off with this arrogance mm-hmm. when literally your last two consoles in commercial... Well, not commercially... But your last console was a fucking flop. No, yeah, it was. A commercial. To the point where they stopped production of it. They literally just, no, fuck it. Take it out behind old Yeller. Sorry, buddy. Won't even send it anymore to the U.S. So if you want a Wii U right now, hurry up and buy one because they're not going to be sending any new ones left. Exactly. It's just... And <sighs> I feel like you have to go... Like, Nintendo needs to earn their, their good graces back. With the console market. Mm-hmm. Here's one thing about though about Switch, you the Switch. I think uh, might be interesting to though. Um, uh, the Canadian Toys R Us site accidentally leaked the listing for the Wii U. Mm-hmm. I mean the Switch. Ugh. And it went, was going for a three forty nine Canadian, which translate which exchange for roughly two hundred forty three dollars American. That's actually a very fair price for a new console. Well, yeah, especially the kind of console it's promising. The only question that. And then there's the only question that left that's left on the table is what's the battery life? What's the battery life? What will it come with? When what will it come with? Exactly. As far as the console, as far as conspects, the only thing that I'm still the, the big question on is how long does it last away from mm. the dock? I still maintain though, 243, not a bad price. Not a bad price. Um, speaking of, uh, it's coming up soon. You know what else is going to be good for next year? Hmm. The fact that February won't be killing our wallets that much anymore because okay. Persona Yay. 5 has been delayed to April. Yeah. Yay! That's a good thing. That's kind of a good thing, guys, because um, what was co- what else was coming out in February? Horizon Zero Dawn, For oh. Honor, I think South Park, Fractured Butthole I got... Fractured Butthole got pushed back. It was supposed th- to come out in December. Yeah, I think it, I think it's set for maybe around that same time. Yeah. So, this is probably a good thing, guys. I, also, it means they're working out the bugs. Uh, no, oh, no, they not, did it for dual op. They did it so that the game could support No, it's because localization isn't ready yet. Oh, right. And there's even a consolation price because now the game will come with free Japanese voiceover DLC. Well, if you're it. the type of person who needs to play your Persona in Japanese, not me. Not me. Not, not me. me. I like the I like the English voice. Every English game, every English dubbing of Persona I've enjoyed has been stellar. Boom. But it's there now for free. Boom. Um. It's good shit. Trying to think of a segue for this. There, there is no segue for this. Well, so, how do we how do we perform? How do we upperform the shit show? Show vaginas and dicks. What? Because that's what happened in Watch Dogs Two. Oh. So Watch Dogs 2 came out last week and somebody by somehow discovered that there were female models with detailed m- renderings of female genitalia and male genitalia on different other models. I'm going to look this up for <laughs> And the first question I'm going to like it's not is why? Why why was this done? Why was who which developed the game? I want to see which developer got what email from what higher up to go. Hey, model a vagina for me. Why? Because it's integral to the narrative of Watch Dogs too. Everyone's wearing clothes and there's no sexual mini game. Why? Because it's funny. Because it'll be funny, right? Because dead sec hackers. Lol. Oh yeah, that is why they would do it. It's probably for because please send nuds, right? <laughs> <laughs> that would that would have been an interesting mini game, but now here's an interesting fault. No, don't start. send nuts. Please don't no. send nuts. The guy who screenshotted it and uploaded it got banned in PSN, and he went on the Twitter to complain about it. And you, you think, oh, Sony like it's not my fault. Right. Sony goes like, no. Sony goes, you complained about it, even longer ban. <laughs> That's intense. Fuck. And it just shows the hypocrisy, like. The moment like somebody saw like a, 
a, a penis on screen, fine. Okay, so we had that in GTA. GTA um four. Yeah, four. That one yeah, of the expansions. Gay Tony. Yeah. No, no, not gay. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. it was gay Tony. Um, show dick, floppy dick, flaccid penis. But the moment we see female stuff, no, 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 scrap it. Hold up, hold up, hold the fuck up. It's just funny to see like the hypocrisy of this. Well. I think the only issue is is that it doesn't serve any purpose. No, it doesn't. The thing with the ballot when it happened in the ballot of Gay Tony is that it had a reason. It was just it was emphasizing the character in the game. Like if you had a nude woman and she was it fit the if she had a reason for being naked, then I don't see a problem with it. But the problem I'm getting from what I'm, from what I'm assuming is this watchdog problem, was that this was something that was maybe slipped into the game as a joke, that somebody forgot to take out. Yeah, like someone put like source code in, and they're like, yeah, that'll be funny, and then someone's like, okay, guys, they've got gold. David, did you? F-? And it's like, oh, like someone was walking by through the office, like, hey, David, did you remember to take that pack that joke out? What joke? The nut joke. Oh, oh fuck! I'm sure no one's even gonna discover it. No one's gonna fucking notice that, right? It's so fucking. Two days after launch. Fucking hey. David, what did I? What did I? What did you say? No one's gonna notice it. Did I? Did I? Fuck it. Ban the guy who found it. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's what happened. Though the guy who finds it gets banned, and I'm sure Dave still has his job. Well, I'm probably sure David's fired. But now, no, no, no. Dave still has a job, but now the big boss is like, okay, every day I'm going to stop by your desk. <laughs> I'm just going to shit. I'm just going to look over your shoulder. And make sure you're not drawing dicks on the wall again. No, you're going to Assassin's Creed Purgatory. Aw, oh, damn it. <laughs> I don't, oh no. Please don't make me work on Assassin's Creed. Anything but that, master. I'm <laughs> 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 Okay, so. I'm sorry, that was too much. Last thing we can, I think we should talk about is that Jeff Keighley announced the nominees for the Game Awards this All year. Right. You want to go through the whole list or do we want to just Let's go just go through the highlights. Right. Things you want to talk about. Alrighty, so. So the nominees for the Game Awards on December 1st. Let's, let's as picked by a panel of jur- uh, jury members. Alright, so let me uh, just log back in. Because I, I had to log out of Facebook because I was getting distracted and I could tell it was annoying the piss out of you. Yeah. Oops. Distractions, yes. I'm easily distracted. So Game of the Year. Oh, I'll figure we could do that oh, one last. Sure, true. let's open up with the big no, one. No, 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 no. You know what? Let's <laughs> Some, okay, so. Let's see. So you have like your eSports or the eSports teams of the year. You have like SK Telecom. Uh, some dude who fights in uh, fucking Smash Brothers. Uh, Rocks Tiger. Two league teams, a Dota team. Uh, I think a Counter, uh, Counter-Strike Go team and some dude who plays Smash, I think. <laughs> You're 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 merging esports player and esports team into one category. I thought that like there was an esports player and then an esports team. team. I thought there was two in the same thing. No, they're they're two they're two separate categories. Oh yeah, I'm almost certain that Faker's gonna win the fucking esports player of the year. Maybe whatever. But nobody really cares about like let's be honest. I'm sorry. That's one of those few awards that it's one of those remnants of old. Like, I get it, we have to adapt to new times, but no one really gives a fuck about the eSports player of the year. Cause there's or so many, eSports team of the year, or eSports so game diff- of the year. There's so many different... Well, eSports game, I can maybe see there being a justification. Here's why I'm annoyed with that, because so far in the last couple of years, it's I've seen at least three games on the list every time. Mm-hmm. League of Legends, Dota, and Counter-Strike. Yeah. Those three games are always on the list. This, at, the, at this point... Give it to one of those three games every year because it ha- seems like it's that's how it's been. Yeah, actually, that's not a fair. That's a not a not not a fair. It's a fair thing to bring about. Just like talk about like Street Fighter Five, Overwatch. No one's playing Battleborn. <laughs> oh. Oh. You want to talk about an award? Most fucking overshadowed game of the year. Titanfall Two. Nah, I don't think Titanfall 2 was too overshadowed. I know, I'm just a little salty about it. Um, but yeah, but like the, the problem I have, just to kind of go off on a small rant with like esports team and player, is that each of these things brings such a different kind of tap, kind of skill to the table mm-hmm. that what separates um, 
Um, what what, what separates, separates infiltrator from fa- what makes infiltrator? It's infiltration. They in, typoed. Oh, infiltration better than is Faker better than infiltration? And if so, why? Because infiltration can probably beat the fuck out of Faker at Street Fighter, but Faker would probably destroy him at League of Legends. Like, what makes someone a good esports player? Like, you would want it to be someone who can cross, pa- maybe someone who cross platforms. But no one's doing that because the kind of skill it takes to just master one game is fucking intense enough. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. That's my little small thing. Best also, mo- we need to talk about the fact that Pokemon Uranium was on the best fan creation. Like, and immediately taken out. Like, that kind of oops. Oopsie daisies. Mm-hmm. Um, so, most anticipated game. That's going to be... That's one of those... It's a fan voted one. It's I a think. fan vote. God one. of War, Horizon Zero Dawn, Mass Effect Andromeda... Red Dead 2, and Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. I feel like the Breath of the Wild is going to lose it out just because it got delayed. Maybe. And I, I still think it's going to win because it's Zelda. Fair enough. Because that's the only problem. The biggest problem with that award is it's a hype award. It's Even when the game awards were shit tier, it's a hype award. Um, best multiplayer, that's going to be an interesting one. I feel like it might go to Overwatch. I think... Um, well, why do... Okay, other games in the... Games in that list: Battlefield, Battlefield One, one Gears of War Four, Overcooked. What's Overcooked? I'm sorry. It's, it's a couch co-op uh, party game. Uh, uh, Overwatch, Titanfall Two, and Rainbow Six Siege. I feel like Overwatch is gonna be the one who wins it, just because one, it's Blizzard, it's a Blizzard representative, and two, it's the most. It has blown up. It's hype. Yep. Um, uh, Best family game. Um, you got Dragon Quest Builders, Lego Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Ratchet and Clank, Skylanders, and Pokemon Go. I feel like I'm going to call it now. Pokemon Go is going to win it because it really did bring people together. It was when it, at its peak, it was really an, an interesting phenomenon. Like, even to this day, like, I'll still open the app every now and then. I'm just fascinated by what you can do with it. Um, what other things? You got best strategy game, fighting game. Your thing is that if Street Fighter Five doesn't win Best Fighting Game, you have to just close the fucking bracket down. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know what? I just want to talk about the last one. I, okay, I yeah, want to talk about Game of the Year. So Game of the Year. We have Doom. Okay. All right. That was a, that was actually a really uh, surprising. Uh, what was it? Like a surprise, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Overwatch. I can see why it's good. Yeah, I can definitely see why that's a fucking... It, the lack of a single player might dock it a little bit, but we'll see. Titanfall 2. That's a surprise. That's the Dark Horse candidate. Yeah, I would say that's a Dark Horse candidate just because it's the newest game. Mm-hmm. Uncharted 4. That probably got its spot on there because it's the final game in the series. And Inside. So this is one of those things where, where you've played the game. I have. I haven't. You don't get it, apparently. And I don't want to get it. I'm too lazy to get it. It's not I don't get it. I get that. What I get is that they gave us a game that wants you to create your own narrative. Mm-hmm. My issue is that to call it, to put it on the same list as Game of the Year, mm-hmm. when there's so many other AAA titles, and to have this also be on Best Indie Game and Best Narrative, this screams pretentious uh, the Game pretentious, of the Year. The Pretentious Guild Award. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, there's just, there, it's true. Like, there's other games that could be on this list. Mm-hmm. Um, fucking... Fuck, um... I, that, obviously, you can't think about now because it's late, but... I mean, fuck, I would be one to call Call of Duty a worthy spot if you can put Titanfall on there, but... I think it deserves a spot. Mm-hmm. Um, Dead by Daylight... I think it deserves a mention, maybe in multiplayer. Yeah. But inside, it's just, I just, I am kind of tired of people looking like this scoff at AAA games because they're AAA games. Right. Just because a game has a budget, that's because they had the game had a bunch of people working, doesn't mean they make a game any lesser than the small man team game. Right. Just because a game tells a cohesive narrative cinematic story doesn't make it any less than a game that wants you to create your own story. I still think Life is Strange should have been a candidate for Game of the Year last year, but hey, it wasn't finished by the time. Oh no, it was. I just don't think it has a place in the in the nominations. That's all I'm gonna say on that. Yeah. 
Yeah, I can get that. If you want to tell us what you, games you think should have been on the Game of the Year um, list, comment in the uh, chat. The chat, or you can do the other way we do these things here is you can email us at ps2plv at gmail.com. ps2plv at gmail.com. And you can sound. I know this is terrible for the camera because we actually got one now. Fuck, visual jokes work now. Yay. Just like this. Um, Patrick wants to know what animes do you feel did better in the West than in Japan? Uh, wasn't there like a fucking clear example of that like recently? Fuck, I can't remember. Damn it. Cowboy Bebop is an example that comes to mind. Cowboy Bebop was one from Maybe what I Maybe because that, that anime itself was had a, such a big Western influence, it resonated much more with the Western audience. Oh! It came out in spring. God, fuck. It was my number two. Damn it. The Trigger anime. Kiznaiver. Oh. Kiznaiver did really well, from what I understood. is isn't getting a second season because it didn't do well in Japan, but it did fucking great in the West. Mm-hmm. I think that was the series I'm thinking about. I think um, it's it's typically the ones that you kind of... We see as obvious, like to say... Um, Danganronpa. Maybe? I think is pretty niche here. In, in Fair this. enough. Yeah. But stuff like Cowboy Bebop, Trigun did really well Green here. Gone. Green Lagon really resonated big in the West. Um, Sailor Moon? Yeah. Well, that's because that's that's part of that nostalgia. Right. But as for why, um, I think it just has to do with themes. Right. If it, if it's a theme that resonates more with a Western audience than the Japanese audience, right. of course then that's going to be it's going to be the one that everyone latches on to. Right. So that's yeah. If you have any other suggestions, go ahead and like put them in the chat or something. Um, let's see. Adam wants to know, what do you consider good video game movies? Spider-Man 2? Video game movies? Oh, video game movies. Sorry, I thought I read that question backwards. Yeah. Um, video game movies. Nothing. No, there ha- I know there's one. At least one. I I have a soft spot for Street Fighter Two the movie, Street Fighter movie I mean, yeah. and I know that that movie's be- Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat has a soft spot for me. I yeah. liked it, but I, that's because I was in the, the campiness of it. Shit, I have to like look up video game just, movies now. Fuck me. Prince of Persia did terribly. Prince of, Prince of Persia. Super Mario Brothers. Less said about that, the better. Right. Resident yeah. Evil. As much as you know, I. People yeah, cannot. Right. It does really good, actually. It exactly. made enough to make four movies. Right. And I think it was the third one. I can't remember. They literally copy shot for shot the Wesker Chris fight from Resident Evil Five. Oh yeah. Yeah, shot for shot. Nice. Wreck It Ralph. Does that count? It wasn't based on the original game. No, true. Silent Hill. I don't know. I never watched the Silent Hill movies. Um. Blah, 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 blah. Why do you think it's so hard to adapt a video game? Well, because Scott Pilgrim. It wasn't based on the game. Uh, true. Well, they made a game. That's, that's not the question here. It's games to movies is the issue. Right. Yeah, Resident Evil is really one of the few that actually had real staying power. And what? Laura Croft, I guess. Why do you think it is? Well, if you want... Honestly, my opinion as to why is just because video games are an interactive medium. And I don't play a video game to watch it, which is why things like interactive stories don't have that same grip. Like some, when you have, when you're in the mood for one of those kind of like movie esque games, it's fine. Mm-hmm. But you have games like you know Heavy Rain that just kind of overdo it. Mm-hmm. Whereas like Life is Strange, I feel like just because that's a good comparison for me, because mm-hmm. it's basically the same game. It you is. just walk around and do fuck all anything, mm-hmm. but the end of the day a video game is meant to be played not watched if i wanted to watch a video game i don't know it's just i think it's hard to take something that's normally a six to eight hour experience even like the shortest games provided not speed run can take as little as four to six hours if you have a movie that's four to six hours no one's gonna fucking watch that No Mm -hmm. one can sit still for that. So it's kind of like when you take a book into a movie, you have to condense what makes what makes it strong as a video game 
and try to translate that into the movie. Like, mm-hmm. when you think of, like, the Doom movie, I thought it was a cool effect when they had, like, the first camp, first-person camera things going on. I but, think, um, for me, the reason why a video game movie never really does well is because I think it's the op- it's the actual reason. Because like, they try to emulate the game itself. They try to copy the story rather than just try to give us, like, a, the same, a different story in that same world or a right. different story. Like, Assassin's Creed is probably the best example that's coming out right now where it takes... An assassin story. It takes its source material. And it takes us its source material. It takes the world of Assassin's Creed, but it doesn't tell us a story that we've already heard. People want to see. People would love these games because they're telling you telling new stories. Yeah. They don't want to see the same things they've seen already when they played it. Right. So yeah, that is a good point. That's kind of like why I think the Mass Effect, not Mass Effect, fucking Mortal Kombat movies weren't too bad. Uh, by the way, Shino Miles, thanks for uh, hosting us. He's oh. hosting us on his stream. Oh shit. <laughs> 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 I wish you got were there from the beginning, but I know you were had stuff to do. Right. You're actually are on a later time already. Uh, last question: um, Have you ever gotten to something that you thought was obscure that turned out to be really mainstream? Mostly porn stuff. You know, I can't follow up on that. Not gonna lie, like I think like so, like something's like a really niche fetish, and then you find out, nope, no fetish is niche. Not gonna lie. I really have no follow for that. I, I, I don't know how to follow that. I, I mean, that's just the first thing that came to my mind. It's just because most of the time it's like, I <laughs> usually, I usually slip into trends. Yeah. Like I, I get into pretentious things because other people tell me to do it. Like peer pressure is strong in my, peer pressure is strong on me. <laughs> oh wow, you threw me off there. Um, what what are we looking forward to this week? I mean, I had that one question I posed before the show. We can say that for next week. Yeah, that's not. Yeah, that's a better one when there's a larger cast of us. Yeah, we'll have uh, the rest of the uh, press start to play crew here. Hopefully online. next week. Next week, we plan Join. to we plan to uh, be streaming next week around Monday, six p.m. Pacific time. Yeah, that's the right one. Yeah, we're Pacific time. I don't remember, dude. I always forget if we're Pacific or Mountain time. We're Pacific. Forget, and that's what I'm saying. I forget sometimes. Okay, whatever. Uh, so what am I looking forward to? Catching Moana, up? Moana, Fantastic mm-hmm. Beasties. Um, I'm gonna try to finish Battlefield One campaign. I've been putting that off way too long. Yeah, I want to finish Modern Warfare because Final Fantasy comes out next week. And oh, um, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving is coming around. Um, I guess if you've been watching this whole time, thank you for spending your time with us. If you have been a listener for us, thank you so much for listening to us. We're only 139 in. 139 in, three years in, and, you know... We thank for it. We thank anybody who continues to listen to us. I want to thank uh, not only you, Ben, but the rest of the Press Act to Play crew for joining me on this crazy, stupid adventure. Right. <laughs> and now here we are, doing our first Twitch episode. Fuck. <laughs> Something we never thought we were going to do. And I'm just thankful that I can do this project and have, like, three of my best friends along on the ride. It's fucking crazy. Oh, boy. So, <sighs> I guess with I, I, we want to sign off on a happy note. So, yeah. with episode 139 of Press Start to Play live, Boom. it was your perpetual player one, Dan. And, your, and always your perpetual player two, Ben. And until next week, folks. Stay nerdy, folks! Bye. Peace! (laughs) Destroy them.